Are you a marketer trying to figure out if video marketing is the key to landing your goals? It just may be. According to Statista, U.S. residents spend an average of 323 minutes per week watching video content on mobile phones alone. So have a listen to today's podcast. What's the big idea about multi-channel video marketing? With your host, Sophia Alfieri. Welcome back to another episode of What's the Big Idea? I am your host, Sophia Alfieri, as usual, behind the mic. And today we are going to be talking about multi-channel video marketing. And to do that, I have three very talented video editors from the agency with me today. So I'm going to pick on Jay first. So first we have Jason Johnson, who is an art director and motion designer. It's his first time on the podcast, which is super exciting. So yay, Jay. Thanks. And I also want to mention that he has like the cutest dog I've ever seen. <laughs> I do. And then we also have Carson Bloomquist, who is a creative producer, who was on our marketing roundtable episode very recently. And while Carson is not in the office, he is working with his brother and he's a he's a movie maker on his own time. That's true. Yeah. And then I also have Allison Butler, who was on our Sonic branding episode. Oh yeah, my gosh. That's so right. many. It's been a blur. <laughs> um, and she is a motion designer and video editor, and she is the legit wizard behind the editing of this podcast. So <laughs> oh, I thank you. <laughs> she just <laughs> helped us with a, a sound issue. She's so talented at what she does for this podcast. So we owe everything to Allison. Oh, thank um, you. So welcome, guys. Welcome back to you too. And oh, welcome yes. back. Or welcome to the podcast, Jay. Thank you. Um, yeah, good to be here. Cool. Yeah. So as Allison and Carson may know, but I don't know if Jay knows, we kind of like to start with some, some high level, easy questions, and then we'll get a little bit deeper. Okay. So first question that I have for you guys to start this conversation off is what are some of the types of video formats that brands utilize a lot today? You know, obviously video is so heavy in the world and on so many different channels. So what are some that you see most often from brands? So I think brands are definitely seeing how important social is. So that's definitely becoming a more popular style or video format. But TV commercials are still very widely used. And, you know, we even see short form storytelling and documentary style video. Some like, you know, they're longer form, but like not more than two minutes usually. And, mm -hmm. you know, those can be really helpful for brands to tell their story with a little bit more time than you get in a TV commercial or a social post, you mm -hmm. know, because those social posts are, you know, 15 seconds. It's that short attention span. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yep. You got to gotta cater to it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I see a lot of short form social videos that go hand in hand with longer form videos. Mm -hmm. And you'll see the longer form on different platforms, but there's always sort of a strategy to have a reduced cut or a targeted social vision for, for the same video. Yeah, we did that a lot in the agency. You got that two minute and then you got like a 30 second and then a 15 second. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And even yeah. down to six or seven. Yeah, sometimes. Yeah. So clearly, you know, so many different types of formats and so many different channels where we can see all these different formats. So what would you say is the reasoning behind distributing all these different videos on the different channels? Like, you know, you mentioned we'll start with a, a two minute and then we could bring it down to 30 seconds, 15 seconds or even six seconds. So what is the purpose and what is the reasoning behind that? I would say, you know, your audiences are all going to live in different places, mm -hmm. you know, depending on the age group that you're trying to market to, or just if you're trying to really get your message, like almost haunting your audience, you know, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know. better. I think that's a better term than stalking. Yeah. So I yeah. like that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cause you want to like almost follow your audience around to whatever yeah. platform they happen to be on. So it's like, oh, you saw that commercial on TV. Oh, great. Now, like when you're on social, you're going to see the longer form video mm -hmm. and 
yeah, it almost feels like it's haunting you, but you're catching your audience wherever they happen to be. Mm -hmm. So it's really important to be on those multiple channels. So Mm -hmm. you catch them whenever you can get their eyes on you. Yeah. And I think going along with that, a lot of the social videos that I see are shareable in some way, Mm -hmm. either through Mm -hmm. messaging or commenting or whatever. And that sort of provides an extra boost for for your marketing approach. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, so many different touch points between social media and digital formats and channels, all those different formats it seems like each of them just, it has a different purpose. So like, as you mentioned, audiences everywhere, we have to touch as many as possible nowadays, because there are all those different channels that we're all on nowadays. Yeah. So with that in mind, how do you go about a shoot or even not even going to the shoot, planning the shoot? How do you prepare with that in mind, knowing that what you're about to shoot and create has to go on multiple channels, not just on TV? I think it goes into envisioning and knowing you have to do multiple crops for a certain video. Okay, so crops. that's horizontal, square, and vertical. Mm-hmm. You need to be able to envision the frame being filled in all of those directions because all are pretty much equally important right now in the post process. Sometimes you have to you know, set up multiple, you have to shoot things multiple ways, multiple times to get the different formats you need. So if you're, you're shooting for, say, Facebook, which is often the vertical format, yeah. it's hard to get everything, all the pieces you need or the fo- focus of a person or, mm-hmm. or whatever they're doing in frame. Yeah. Opposed to horizontal where you get a kind it's of a wider a shot, wider shot yeah. and more, it's more breadth to it. And also same thing for square. That, that kind of opens up a little more with square, but you have to kind of take in what you need to get into the shot and, mm-hmm. and whether you need to shoot it twice. Yeah. yeah, I think the tendency for clients can be, let's just shoot it once and hope for the best. Take what we just made and convert it every which way. Yeah, exactly. Which, yeah, can happen because of budget restraints or, you know, it's like, oh, we got it perfect that time. Let's not shoot it again. That was a weird transition when, when we realized you have to start doing the formats in square and vertical where the clients really didn't know. So we're trying to pack everything in and crop it a certain way. And it didn't always work. So knowing the specs basically beforehand, where that video that you're shooting is going to land. Yeah. And and I think these days you have to assume that's that's the case. You, mm-hmm. you need to do it. It's, yeah. it's not a, it's not a, if, or I think it's just a, it has to happen. It's no longer an afterthought. Basically. Exactly. It, it's something that as video editors, you would recommend that everybody considers this in terms of shooting video. You can't mm-hmm. just think of it for TV anymore or like a billboard or something. Yeah. So you have to think about all these other different channels that so many people are on. Yeah. Or really, yeah, that becomes a part of the pre-production processes. Where is this going to end up? Mm-hmm. Because, you know, the assumption was just, oh, it's going to always be on TV or is always going to be like, oh, we'd post the same thing to social media yeah. or whatever. But yeah, now it's like, okay, is it going on TikTok? Is it going on Snapchat? Mm-hmm. Is it going on Instagram? Because even those different platforms are going to have different styles to them, mm-hmm. which you also have to consider. It's not just like if it's vertical, if it's square, if it's horizontal. It's uh-huh. like, what do people expect when they're on this platform? Do they expect something more casual? Do they expect something more formal? Mm-hmm. What are you expecting so from tone, your audience? The tone yeah. and the style. Mm-hmm. Okay, interesting. Yeah. So we've got the specs. You have to consider the specs of the platform. Mm-hmm. You have to consider the the style. Yeah. And what else? I think you have to consider doing it organically in a way that doesn't feel disingenuous. Mm-hmm. I think if it feels like you're going at being a TikTok video or being an Instagram video, people are going to see right through that. So you kind of need to be able to, to have that vision locked down and, mm. and, and, and certain before you go into it. Yeah. Another technical 
I guess, or spec is, is you get it, you get another specs ahead of time. Instagram has, you know, so many pixels on the bottom of, mm-hmm. of, of their material, their overlays. Oh, oh that's a good point. So yeah, not, like TikTok it, has a lot of junk that is on the bottom and to yeah, the TikTok's right of the frame. Oh, yeah. yes. That's a really good point. Yeah. TikTok always has a description. People mm-hmm. add tags. The user's handle is always on the screen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah okay. So you really have to yeah consider your framing uh-huh. of like, oh, where's your focal point going to be? Because mm-hmm. if you have anything important on the bottom of the frame, it's going to get lost yeah. on social media, like yeah. you're saying, Jay. Yeah. Great point. That's a good point. So, so many different things that we have to consider when shooting video for more than just the television. Mm. During this conversation, obviously, we've mentioned a bunch of these different platforms that are not TV that you can shoot video for. Could you guys go through some of the big ones nowadays and kind of talk about their purpose and maybe give a recommendation? So the big few we're thinking about are TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube. Okay. Nothing else? Yes. I think each have a varying demographic. Even Instagram now... I sometimes do a presentation at my old middle school and I talk to kids just about what I've been doing. Oh, yeah, it's neat. It's neat. And and I asked them questions, too. And they sort of said that even Instagram kids are getting a little bit away from and TikTok is really a focal point for them. So I think it really is age specific, generation specific, younger skewing TikTok. Instagram is sort of millennial, Gen Z, what have you. And then Facebook has sort of slowly evolved into being more of an adult kind of social media mm-hmm. platform. And I think there's an intentionality you can have to targeting any given one of those. And it seems like the attention spans with all of those ranges as well. I feel like TikTok is a lot shorter of an attention span, even though I know they recently increased how long your video can be. Oh, yeah. Um, but you won't perform well on TikTok if you no, use those I don't longer think so. formats. I yeah. truly don't think so. Because yeah. I, if I sit, I mean, you know, I find myself sitting there in a video, mm-hmm. I will s- swipe see a video that is very long and be like, I don't have time for this. Just right on to the next one, you know, whereas YouTube is totally different. I could sit down and watch like a 20 minute YouTube video and be totally captivated the whole time. So clearly each of them have their own purpose. And as you mentioned, their their own specific audience and their own (laughs) their own different attention span. Yeah. Yeah. And I think YouTube's interesting because often You can go down the rabbit hole of like suggested videos, but you're going there for a purpose. You're going there to find a certain video on Instagram, TikTok, or what have you. You're getting suggested a lot of stuff. You have to sort of get grabbed by something, whereas Mm -hmm. YouTube, you're Mm -hmm. going in to see something already. Uh And I think there's a difference in how you engage in that. Oh, okay. I see. Mm -hmm. Yes. Or really, it's like algorithm based at that point. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) I'd say like TikTok and Instagram are definitely very big into the algorithm. Oh, yeah. But whereas Facebook and even Instagram kind of leans towards this more, too. It's more about who you follow. Mm-hmm. So maybe, mm-hmm. you know, on those platforms, it's more important for a brand to get a following. Mm-hmm. And same with YouTube to an extent. But at the same time, YouTube. Subscribing. Yeah. But at the same time, I feel like YouTube, like you were saying, Carson, like people go to YouTube like, oh, how do I do this? Or, you know, how do I do this? So if you're, you know, a brand like, you know, I was actually like just looking up golfing things the other day because I want to get into golfing. And I was finding brands and companies who were selling their stuff because they were teaching me like how to build your first golf bag. Wow. And so it's like, that's the kind of audience you want to like build on YouTube if you want like more of an organic reach, I'd say. My son is, is, is constantly on YouTube. Yeah. He just dives deeper and deeper and deeper. And I don't know if that's a, a, 
a targeted type of thing, and that's why he's 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 on it. But so that could be like another demographic there. Well, another thing about YouTube is is how many people actually subscribe to YouTube. There might be millions who actually sign up for Instagram, TikTok, but YouTube, you, it's just kind of an open an open venue. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's another thing to consider. You're not going to have as consistent of a following. Whereas TikTok and Instagram, you can probably revisit different topics over and over again without having to explain yourself too much. But YouTube, you're probably going to have to do that longer form content just because it's what the platform is built for. And you're going to be having to like reintroduce yourself each time to a new audience member. When it comes to shooting these videos, what what kind of equipment should you need? Should there be a point where you say, maybe we got to put the the fancy schmancy camera down and whip out a classic iPhone and maybe a ring light. A lot of it depends on that sort of central concept. I don't think you can re-outfit a certain idea like as you're going into production and say iPhone or or more built out production. I think you need to know what the angle you want to take is and then just commit to it. A lot of ads and content I see on Instagram or TikTok videos that I see on Instagram, which are reshared, involve a more DIY kind of feel to it. Okay. And there's a certain charm about it, which is interesting that that sort of crept in, in a way that there's a big space for people that are, that seem like they're actually like talking to the person who's looking at the device. And and then there's like a relationship that builds in that way. So I think it's, it goes to that central concept and you kind of just have to know what you want out of it. And Mm -hmm. also just when you're taking that approach, Yeah. again, not seeming disingenuous. Yeah. So just, again, not making it an afterthought, really nailing it down in the in the beginning steps when you're strategizing what you want to do. Right. And I think there's a self-awareness that you need to have with that too, that, oh, we're making a certain video that is going to feel like an Instagram video, going to feel like a TikTok video. You want it to almost feel kind of effortless. It's a tricky balance mm-hmm. to find. Authentic. Yeah. As I mentioned when we started the podcast, I start with a really, really easy question. And I think I'm going to have to end with, uh, before we play Sparks and Rex, I'm going to have to end with a really, really hard question, which is, what is the future of video marketing? Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> what do you think, personally? I think the, the, well, one thing, I think the traditional TV commercials is, is, is on its way out. Really? With streaming. I mean, I have so many streaming accounts, and I can't remember the last time I actually watched a like commercial on, uh, yeah, mm-hmm. honestly. I don't even see the TV commercials I produce. My parents have to tell me that they saw them because I don't have cable. Oh my goodness. Yes, yeah, so I never see any of my own stuff on TV. <laughs> I do. <laughs> you do? He's got to brag about that? No, I, it's, it's, it's antennas. Right, right, right. It's usually when I'm watching the news or live TV mm-hmm. or, or Jeopardy or Wheel of Fortune or something that I'll that I'll catch something like that. And I like to do that. I don't want to usher out this, you know, yes, TV you're as we know. Yes, you're a big proponent of TV. Right, I you're am. You're such a hipster. <laughs> right, right. Um, but I get it. Like, the content age has has pushed us in such a direction that it's hard to do it all. And I think a trend that I'm seeing at least a little bit is a little bit of a withdrawal from it in general because there's a fatigue that goes along with it. So yeah. I think that will feed into the, like, the micro by approach where you have these six second videos or you have certain things that need to grab you really quickly. And then the longer attention spans are going to be dedicated to these things that kind of come out of nowhere and find a way to get people's attention and Mm -hmm. can grow into something bigger because people have so much bandwidth that they're only able to allocate some of it at a given time. And they want to spend more meaningful hours in the day doing other things. Does that make sense? Yeah. 
So I feel like the future is marketers are going to have to get more sneaky as to how they get in front of people. Mm -hmm. Like, I feel like that's more sponsored content. Like, maybe we see more sponsored long-form content that isn't obvious that it's sponsored at first, but it gets snuck in there in different ways. Mm -hmm. Because even I see that in shorter-form videos. Sometimes I'll start watching a video, and someone's just talking genuinely about a product, but it's like, oh, the brand sent me this product. I have to tell you that. It's like, oh, okay. So, like, this is a way the brand kind of snuck in front of me. Yeah, and it, it works, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, it does. Yeah, that's, yeah. That ties all, uh, all ties back to that authenticity mm-hmm. part of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think if people feel like a brand can resonate with them in a personal way, then that'll do wonders going forward. There's a certain personal element that is integral to creating a lasting relationship with a brand. I mean, an example of that could be right now when we're recording this, it's Pride Month. And so I see a lot of that brands trying to be genuine to their LGBTQ audience. Mm -hmm. And some brands do it really well and some just do it horribly. Oh, I've seen. Yeah, I could I could we could have a whole episode on racks that I have seen (laughs) past past and and present. Yeah. Yeah. But I definitely like as someone as who's in the LGBTQ community, that's a big aspect of it for me. Like if I feel like they're being genuine. Yeah. Maybe it'll fit. How do you know? I guess, well, like specifically for Pride, I'd say it's their year long presence. Yeah. It's not that they're just upgrading their logo in June, making it a rainbow and saying, here's some rainbow colored stuff that we're going to sell or pass out of Pride. It's like, are they here for me all year round? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Again, it goes back to that authenticity and that genuine feeling of a brand. We also have to think about making these videos as accessible and watchable for everyone mm-hmm. when we're actually posting it. You know, it's not even, you know, when we're editing, it's like once that's all done, you know, some of these platforms like Instagram, for example, when you first go on there, the videos are automatically on mute. Mm-hmm. So like, if you really want to catch someone's attention, especially if it's like maybe a longer form storytelling piece, like you got to think about having captions on there. I think Facebook's the same way. It's muted automatically. And, you know, in a gathering of people where, you know, I'm just scrolling through Facebook, I'll keep it muted. Mm-hmm. And so if your video doesn't have captions, I'm not watching it. You're not it. capturing that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not going to get anything from it. Mm-hmm. And even still, it's like, you know, we just want to be mindful of keeping things accessible for everyone anyway. Yeah. You know, some of your audience is going to be people who are hard of hearing. Like, even if you just have older audience members, Yes. you know, they just might not have their hearing aids in, you know, like yeah. things like that. It's mm-hmm. like just making it accessible for all these people or people who, you know, might not have the greatest vision too. Yeah. like making sure, you know, your captions are really descriptive as to what's going on in the video mm-hmm. so that your whole audience can be a part of it. So I think it's time for us to play a little game of Sparks and Rex for Jay and Carson, because you guys are new to the game. We'll take a topic, we'll pull up a couple examples, and we'll see if it's a spark, which is it was a good thing, something that worked, could be a specific brand that did something really, really well. Or, you know, we could talk about a Rex, something that just totally flopped. Well, I have an example off the top of my head. On TikTok, I see... Duolingo's content all the time. And for those who don't know what Duolingo is, it's like a a language learning app. Yeah. And most of their social media content has almost nothing to do with their app. Really? Uh, Really, yes. (laughs) It's just really about... Their mascot and these goofy the, videos. The and owl, right? Yeah, Are they an yeah, owl? Yeah, a green it's owl? green owl. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And so, like, I also get content of their actual social media manager. And so it's oh. so funny seeing both sides of it. Cause, yeah. Because they basically let her go wild with their TikTok channel. Okay. And I think that was, like, exactly the right choice. Okay. Because I think it was, like, the first one I saw on TikTok who they really, like, she understood the platform. 
and she just went ham on it. And that got views. Mm -hmm. And so people are like talking about Duolingo, though, because they see the mascot, they see the owl. And she's like doing trends like with the owl mascot and like all these things. And it's like staying very relevant. It's not like a brand trying to catch up. She's just on it because she knows that platform and she's with it. And it just becomes this joke. Like now there's like this joke going around TikTok that's this, you know, Duolingo owl wants to they want to meet up with Duolipa. Oh, and no so it's way. like Duolingo, Duolipa, and it's like this whole Imagine thing. Imagine that did happen. That yeah, would right. be like so huge for that brand. Yeah, exactly. And they that would happen because they mm-hmm. they approach the platform in a kind of a non-traditional way, yeah. you know, because brands usually want to stay true to themselves, but exactly. they kind of let the, the manager run wild with it. Yeah, that's, exactly. That's and just using their mascot as like Knowing the their thing. platform. Yeah, exactly. Okay, being authentic. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. I like it. Okay. Yeah. But I think you can only do that as a brand though if people know who you are at your yeah. base because like I knew about Duolingo yeah. before, you know, I saw these videos. It's like, oh yeah, this is that language learning app. Oh, I should like re-download it maybe. And it kind of like sticks in your brain but because it doesn't matter what the content is it's just like seeing it pop up on your feed again getting you thinking yeah Mm -hmm. but you've got to really consider like oh is my brand that well known gotcha okay i think it's kind of interesting to think about how when you see a video like that you kind of like to see the person behind the video too like you kind of almost enjoy knowing that there's someone like you that's posting it you feel that it resonates in, in a certain way differently than it's like humanizing yeah mm. it's, it's, it's interesting like that and there's a lot of like social media handles for instance that you can tell it's just someone behind it just more informally mm. and, and, and more mm-hmm. like oh I'm doing this for people because I think the people will enjoy what I'm doing and the yeah. content I'm putting out I think people like like that it's real it's realistic it's 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 happening it's not you know it's not marketing but yet it is and people like a sort of less curated feel to it that's just generally big on social media right now i mean you see photo dumps you see less formal pictures so Mm -hmm. there's something in about that right now yeah there is there it has become a little bit more free-flowing and authentic um i personally really enjoy it it kind of takes like the pressure off i don't know yeah but i also i wonder if that's more authentic actually or if there's a degree of like performance about it Mm -hmm. and that fascinates me yeah if you're like oh i'm self-aware and it's like or are you just are you just doing putting it? Putting that on. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. It sort of just depends on if people receive it or not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm going to bring up a rec that I brought up in another conversation, which is when I've been on YouTube, because I do love YouTube a lot. I will uh, I will admit yeah. to that. There are certain creators that I religiously follow. And one of these groups has started to put their popular TikTok videos on YouTube. So I will be looking at their whole video collection and I will see, oh, here's a 10 minute video. Here's a 15 minute video. And then I will see a 23 second video. And it's, it, you know, it's, it doesn't fit the whole YouTube uh, thumbnail because it's, it's, it was shot for the phone. It's like a really thin vertical image. It's clearly a TikTok video and I don't click on it. Because I'm like, this is, it's just not the platform. It doesn't, it doesn't click that way for me. It's, there's a little bit more going into YouTube, you're like clicking on the video and, you know, you're not just scrolling with it or you're you're going through all the different videos and stuff. So personally, in my opinion, I think that's a wreck. It just doesn't seem like it belongs on there. I think I understand why they're doing it. I think they're just trying to get more eyes on the content, but it just does not feel authentic because that's not the platform Hmm. it's coming from. Yeah. 
I think that brings up a good point of don't just upload to upload. Yeah. Like, you know, they probably, you know, they had this TikTok video already. So they're like, oh, may as well put it on our most popular platform. Yeah. But that's not always the right choice. Mm -hmm. It's like, you know, just because you have a TV commercial doesn't mean you necessarily want to put that on Instagram. Yeah. Like in its full form and content because it just won't it, I don't think get engagement yeah, like you exactly. want it to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I hope you had fun, Jay. (laughs) Your first episode of the podcast. Promise to Um, contribute more. (laughs) Well, yes, we'll have you on again. And thank you, Carson and Allison, for joining us Mm -hmm. for another episode. And that'll do it for this one. Yeah, it's always a pleasure. (laughs) Thank you. Special thanks to our video production team for hopping on the mics. Carson, Allison, and Jay, you brought really insightful perspectives about the planning process for video shoots. Don't forget to subscribe to What's the Big Idea on your favorite podcast player. We're on Anchor by Spotify at anchor.fm slash what's the big idea, dashes in between all those words. You can find us just about anywhere. If you like the show, give us a rating or leave us a review. That'll do it for today's episode. Remember that videos on social and other digital channels should not be an afterthought in your brand's video marketing strategy. Make sure you know the layout, purpose, and tone of each platform so you understand the best way to reach your target audiences. 